This episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by Lost Playing the Interwebs with Nick Rikita. Lost Playing the Interwebs, the best way to get called a dummy for filing a $400 million lawsuit, you fucking horse. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get. From north to south, east to west, the only formerly international podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Nick Riqueda, and with me today, lock your doors, hide your children, Tim, the handlebreaker Rodriguez, and the rage machine himself, Tab Bert. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, what's going on? Hey, guys. Oh, boy. Big week. We got a, a very, very special guest this week, Nick Ricada. Welcome to the show, Nick. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. You know, it's funny um, that this is your first time being a guest 58, 59 episodes into the run because you've kind of been, you're like a, um, what's the word? Uh, you're a statue. You're statuesque in the universe of Here's What I Don't Get. Yes, I, I have like this ongoing uh background presence from yeah um from almost the onset yeah very very early in the show's history um for those of you that don't know nick ricada is the lawyer the official lawyer of the of the here's why i don't get podcast who we have on retainer to protect us from any kind of uh you know shenanigans chicanery am i allowed to say that word is that word racist i think so not sure God damn it. <laughs> it is it is now. Uh, well, I uh, really fucked that one up. The real question these days is what will be racist like 20 years from now that isn't racist now, but will hose you over anyway? Like a like Song of the South, something that was that's was totally acceptable in its time. But in our modern understanding of it, we think that it's deplorable. Right, because our entire life now is a historian's fallacy. Yes, uh, that's a good question. I wonder. I wonder what. Probably like there's going to be some hashtag that went trending that's going to be real bad in the future. <laughs> yeah. No, what it's going to be is calling people illegal aliens because by then aliens will have visited us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be real insensitive. Right. The the Zentradi will be uh, really offended. Um, yeah, the, well, you can't even say illegal aliens now. Right. It, Cause it's no one, no person is illegal. Yeah. That, oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. You have to call them undocumented workers. It's like, what if, yeah. what if they don't work? Then they're just undocumented immigrants, which I guess is, is better than illegal aliens, illegal immigrants. I don't know. I'm really tired of words changing. Once we have words for something, we just need to stick with it. Yeah, or or we could just not like worry about words at all. Yeah. That would be also great. That or, would be great. Or just move out of spoken language as a whole. Only just sign language. Just communicate in sign language. Oh, what about what about emoji? Well, yeah, I, I mean, well, yeah. You don't do that already? Uh, I don't. I don't know how to use emoji. The most amount of emoji I use is when we do the voting on the Discord. And speaking of voting on the Discord, uh, Tim, I have bad news. Man. 
Again? Um, really? Again, again this week. But f- to be fair, when it first started, you were ahead the whole time. And then I think I got one extra vote. Come on. On mansplaining. Um, my not committing to film got zero votes. So I guess nobody else is annoyed when they see a video of something about to happen and it gets shaky. Um, oh, but you were in, you were in second with life hacks. I guess everybody hates the life hacks. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sorry about you, buddy. Man. Oh, sorry. So yeah. So for the for those of you for anybody who doesn't know, um, we have special guest Nick Ricade today. He's got his his new show, Lost Playing the Interwebs. Do you want to talk about that for a, a minute here at the beginning, Nick? Uh, sure. Yourself? Yeah, I can do that. So. Um, yeah, my show is is primarily on YouTube. Although I just got uh, iTunes approval for a podcast, it should be you should be able to find it on iTunes uh, today or tomorrow if it's not already findable. And I'm waiting for the the Google approval to come through. But uh, I go through and discuss various legal topics, um, and I tend to do it while drinking scotch or other whiskey. And uh, yeah, just kind of. Um, I've been told by many people that I have the ability to kind of bring legal uh, legalese into the realm of just normal conversation, uh, which is something that more lawyers should do, considering that's what we have to convince do for a jury, right? Uh, is mm-hmm. is make normal people understand stuff, and um, they're they're usually really bad at it. So uh, that's that's what I do, and it it. It all started when I was reading um, this lawsuit filed by Maddox against Dick Masterson and the rest of the earth. And uh, <laughs> I I got like 12 pages in and I decided to stop uh, reading it right then. And I said, I, I have to just record this while drinking uh, and then and then post it for the fans of the show. And it was really warmly received. So, uh, so I kept going and now I, now I cover other topics than just, uh, Maddox and Dick Masterson issues, um, cover police violence, police shootings. Uh, we're about to open up on, on some, uh, celebrity cases, famous celebrity cases that have happened throughout history. Uh, cause those are just sometimes interesting when you involve big characters and things. And then, um, I mean, yesterday was a hilarious news cycle for legal stuff. Uh, so we'll be covering some of that. Um, Radiohead is suing Lana Del Rey uh, for <laughs> a song that sounds shockingly similar to Creek Creep, and uh, and then you know uh, James Damore, the guy who authored the Google Manifesto, ha- has yeah. instituted a giant class action lawsuit against Google and uh, against conservative white men. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, not not something that I would typically think of as like a protected minority, but but it's you it's, know what it's the, I'm for it. Yeah, it's the way California writes their their human rights laws, and if nothing else, it'll it'll if if they don't prevail, uh, or if they don't at least have a fighting shot, it'll show kind of the farce of of humans human rights laws that are there to protect people by by race and class. If you don't protect someone by race and class, um, so that'll be funny, and uh, and it involves furries and and transgender people and and people who identify as uh, buildings and stuff like that. Right in, 
So, uh, and, and these are the people who write, you know, the software for the biggest, one of the biggest software companies on earth. Um, so that's interesting. And then uh, finally, Cliven Bundy and his sons, who decided to take over a federal building a couple years back, if you remember, um, a judge just threw out the criminal complaint against them because the uh, the prosecution didn't disclose evidence to the other attorney. And oh, good. And I don't know what evidence they didn't disclose. Like, was it the hours of news footage <laughs> of these guys taking over a federal building? Uh but I, I, I don't know. So, uh, you know, there's there's a shocking amount of legal news that comes through. Um, and so that's that's what I uh, that's a, what will be more and more covered as the Maddox stuff winds down. But right now we're in we're in high filing time for uh, the lawsuit, as it's been dubbed, and the uh, trademark case. So that's what I've been doing a lot of lately. Um but yeah, that should that should wind down at some point, and we'll we'll be moving into other things. So, well, the the Maddox lawsuit is just so ripe for content creation. I think it's funny that you you talked about, you know, you you started reading it and you got so many pages in, and you're like, no, I just need to make a video about this. Maddox seems to have that effect on lots of people. He had it on me. He had it. There was a guy recently who did a video about getting a refund on um, his book from Amazon. Because it was so terrible that, and he hadn't heard about the Dick Show until you know seventy something episodes in. Um, he just he really there's there's a Leor Lesser the YouTuber law watching watching your videos watching his videos just like Maddox really created a lot of content from this lawsuit and none of it benefits him. <laughs> he's he's like a modern muse. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, there's. I mean, you've created now hours and hours of content from this this lawsuit. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Twenty first um, century Venus de Milo. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's incredible. Uh, and and I, you do really do you do take it down to a level of description that seems. I mean, it's normal people speak. There's nothing more than I hate than like you read. Anytime I have to read a legal document, be it like a contract or whatever, like I read it and it it's so obfuscated in the way that it phrases shit. And it almost seems like it's to punish a normal person with a normal st- understanding of, of the English language to read through that and be like, well, wh- none of this means anything. It all means anything you want at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's, it's set up, um, you know, not to knock my, my uh, erudite profession, but uh, it's set up to pay lawyers. I mean, yeah, we, we the the legal system has created this illusion that uh, contracts have to be these giant multi-page documents. Um, and, and when I say multi-page, I mean the difference between five to ten pages and and forty-five pages. Uh, I I I reviewed a lease. Um, for a client who is renting a thousand square feet of retail space, right? This is just for a little, a little shop in, in a shopping center. And, uh, the lease was 47 pages long. It's like, what Jesus Christ for this is a thousand feet of retail for a, uh, at best suburban Minnesota shopping center. And, and it's actually kind of outside of the twin cities, 
a little bit beyond what you would call the suburbs. So it's almost a, a rural shopping center. And it's like, what, what do you need 47 pages to discuss? Like what, what a is A friend it? of mine, a friend of mine got a divorce several years ago and it was an uncontested divorce. Like they decided they wanted to do it together and like they had come to the agreement privately and then the other party comes in with, oh, yeah, I had my friend who's a lawyer take a look, you know, write this up to make sure that because you can go into the fucking courthouse and file an uncontested divorce. It's like a, a piece of paper. Yep. Um, I had my friend who's a lawyer uh, write this up just so that it'd be more official. And and I said, like, you need to now take this to a lawyer. Absolutely. Like you can't. If if the other if the other person has a lawyer and they're having something written, it's benefiting them. So even if they paid nothing, like you need to suck up the however many dollars and just have someone who can decipher this into English, read it and make sure that you and it, they were being fucked because part of it was them splitting the debt and <laughs> not just the debt that they had accrued together, but the other party's student loan debt that they got going through their bachelor's and master's degree. <laughs> so, like, well, so, it's so you get to write money. off half your fucking student loans, dude, suck a dick. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's, and that's, uh, yeah. Like you said, it's part of the problem is, is that once, uh, and, and I actually tell this people all the time, I am the worst salesman. Uh, cause I tell just about everybody who hires me not to, uh, because, once you bring a lawyer into something, it makes everything complicated. Uh, so you you do it. You should do it as a last resort. And unfortunately, a lot of people kind of jump to it these days. But um, I mean, I, I got uh, I get people uh, who ask me all the time to help out in some sort of business dispute between them and and uh, some someone they do business with. And it's like, well, why don't you, let me, let me guide you in what to say and what to ask about, but don't, don't have me actually send a letter or something yet, because the moment I do, you lose any chance of resolving this quickly and, and cheaply. So, uh, but, but you have to, yeah. The moment you bring a lawyer in, you've got to get, you've got to get another lawyer on the other side. Otherwise it's just, uh, you know, there's a slaughter. It's, yeah, it's, it's good times. It's good times. I like, yeah. I like when other people choose not to have a lawyer. It makes my job easy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. Uh, Nick, how accurate is the movie Liar Liar? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. it, terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's funny. No, I mean, the joke, I, I guess the joke in, in my profession is lawyers never lie. Uh, we always tell something that could be the truth. Uh, if, if you believe hard enough, I don't know if you, if you've got the right amount of fairy dust or something. Um, but, uh, really, really lawyers get a bad knock online for the most part. Uh, most of what you're doing. Um, and I would say this is for the majority of lawyers is for, uh, is, uh, you're out there just trying to present your client's side of the argument. And uh, I, I know I work really hard to make sure that my clients are um, telling me the accurate side of the story to the best they understand it. And then I try and find out where they might be wrong in their own story uh, because I don't want to, I don't want to be surprised 
finding out that they're wrong in court, right? I want to know beforehand that they've either told me something that they believe to be true but is not or that they're flat out lying to me so we can we can knock that out because the the negative repercussions of that are bad. I know not all lawyers act this way, right? But uh but I think you know your average lawyer around is is really actually trying hard not to do that because it just it doesn't help anybody these days and and court is so expensive that most of the stuff gets resolved beforehand so it doesn't really benefit people to to lie in the negotiating room anyway there's no judge to convince you you have to convince the person who knows the other side of the story so um, yeah well that that's really interesting and and everything but these are billable hours so yeah uh, why don't we get to some issues yikes. well i was i was hoping to drag this on longer <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to, it's my turn to go first this week. Um, here's what I don't get. Organic food. I don't even know what this word, this phrase means, organic food. Does this mean that all other food is robots? Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, that's what GM, GMOs are, uh, nano, nano machines. Right. Nano machine. It just, it drives me nuts because you see something. So a great example is there's this brand of strawberries that I, I've seen uh, it's in Oklahoma. I've seen it other places too. Um, I don't know what the brand is now, but they, so they have, you go into the, into this grocery store, they've got their regular strawberries, three ninety nine. Then they've got their organic strawberries, exact same fucking strawberry. Like they look exactly the same. There's the, uh, a roughly the same amount in each package. One package has a yellow sticker. One package has a green sticker that says organic package with the green sticker that says organic is four forty nine. For the same size package that the the regular ones are are two ninety nine. You're like, what the fuck is is going on? What's the difference here? You get organic apples and they rot faster. The organic bananas, mm-hmm. regular bananas are forty nine cents a pound. Organic bananas are ninety nine cents a pound. It's like Jesus Christ! Like were these fucking massaged out of the earth? What is it? What does it even mean for shit to be organic? And then you have the people that say like, oh, well, I only I only eat organic. Like, I thought all fucking food was organic. We human beings are organic. Eat a fucking human. That's organic. What the fuck is the deal with this organic shit? I feel like it's marketing. I feel like it's lies. I'm pretty sure it's all the same goddamn field of apples, orchard of apples, and they pick them and they're like, oh yeah, throw half of them in this bin of organic <laughs> shit to to trick a bunch of suburban dipshit housewives into paying more for these apples thinking they're better for them when it's the same fucking shit that's in the apples that cost half the price because we didn't slap a stupid sticker on them i can uh i can i can answer your question the or the organic apples are not vaccinated so they don't have autism oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i it's it seems like marketing bunk yeah, and it's it's funny. It, we're, we were talking about uh, like definition creep earlier. Um, organic used to mean carbon based thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, so yes, we're we're eating uh, material. I guess it doesn't have carbon anymore unless unless someone from the government allows you to say it does. Well, it's it's so it's so goofy. It's so goofy because they they got they it, they should. If it was like pesticide free, I'd be like, okay, I understand that. Because I'm also, I'm very pro not organic food. Like, let's have robot food. Let's put as many fucking pesticides out there, kill all the bugs. Let's put GMOs. I'm 100% for GMOs because 
if you are able to get a bigger crop yield from less square footage, then you can create more food, which eliminates a lot of the hunger problem. And and yet people are against these GMOs because they're afraid of science. Yeah. Uh, and they so they buy organic these organic apples that are three eighty nine a pound and will sit in the palm of your hand. And meanwhile, like you can get the same type of apple, a gala apple, for instance, for a dollar forty nine a pound that are the size of your fist. And but this one has some pesticide sprayed on it, so you have to rinse it in the sink. It's like there's n- there's no way that that the pesticides in the field are worse for you than the fucking moron 18-year-old stock boy sneezing on your food. (laughs) It doesn't last as long. Like, I've inadvertently bought the organic food a couple of times, and inevitably, like, the organic bananas, they start to brown faster than bananas. And bananas are the fastest browning fruit on earth. Yeah. (laughs) I bought bananas yesterday. They are starting to bruise. They're hanging on a little hook. What the fuck is going on, dude? The uh, the organic section at uh, at my local store it smells rotten. Just you you walk over by the organic vegetables and they're I don't know if there's like the ones in the back that you can't see, but that stink creeps up to the front and uh, and it's awful. Um, and and they do they ab- you're absolutely right. I mean they brown uh, that stuff rots immediately. I I've bought organic carrots before. And, uh, and, and the carrots went bad in like three days, which is that, that should be a crime. Yeah. The, the, the whole foods, there's whole foods, there's sprouts. There's now there are whole, there's a whole industry of stores that cater to this organic food thing. And, and yeah, like if you get pro and people say like, well, I don't buy everything at Whole Foods. I only buy my produce. Like, yeah, I'll buy produce at Whole Foods every once in a while because there's one close to where I live, but I only buy produce that I'm going to be using within 48 hours. Yeah. Because otherwise uh, it's just going to turn to mush. Yeah, and, it, but, and that's untenable for regular people. Yeah. Most like, people, at, 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 I think at most, most people buy groceries once a week. Yeah, I think that there's some people may go twice once a week. I think is a pretty good good amount of time, and so you end up buying things that will get you through the whole week. Yeah. Like I can't buy bell peppers if the bell peppers are only going to be good for forty eight hours if I'm trying to feed myself for six days. Yeah, I I actually I'm one of those people who goes to the grocery store almost every day, uh, just right after work on the way home because I I don't I don't freeze meat. That's the mm. the main reason I I'll buy vegetables that'll last a while, but uh, I I don't like to freeze meat. So you know I'll go to the store and and pick up chicken or steak or or whatever on the way home, um, because I like to cook everything fresh. Uh, and I don't yeah, but oh. meat can stay in your fridge for three days and not. Yeah, it it can, but the store's like right there, so I just yeah. I just run over and grab and and you know I I have uh I. I, I don't know who knows this. I have five children. And oh my God. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's alarming how fast you go through food. So I don't like to keep a, you know, it's it, one, it's hard to keep a bunch around uh, because my fridge is not as big as my house. Um, and, and they just tear through everything. So uh, eat everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost better to decide what you're going to eat for dinner. Um, like around noon and then go get stuff for it. Unless of course you, you've got a big meal 
planned where you got to, you know, cook all day or something like a roast or. Yeah. But well, and then, so it's not just the stores though, because it bleeds into restaurants. I talked about this with the, the question of, have you ever eaten here before? But I'm so tired of going to these restaurants where they've got some little stupid fucking symbol on the menu or they come tell you or having to go with another human being to a restaurant. If you ever go with a group of people that you're not super close to like lunch people. And there's always that one person who's like, is the romaine in the chicken Caesar salad organic? You're like, you're like, just order the fucking salad. Doesn't matter what's in it. Uh, And so there, there are now whole restaurants. There's one, um, where I used to live called the earth and all they serve is organic food. And so it's all these goofy fucking stupid things with beans smeared into whatever, like, Oh, it's a salad, but we put beans on top of it. Like what the fuck is the matter with you? Why would you put beans on a salad? Beans don't go in a salad. They go in a burrito. You fucking psychopaths. Why don't you dice up some chicken? Oh, because chicken's not organic. Fuck you. And they do have a good tuna salad sandwich though. Why do why do those restaurants the restaurant I know I know the exact restaurants you're talking about why do they find they like go out of their way to find the most obscurely named ingredient that's a substitute for something you eat every day uh it's I I wish I had an example but it's like you look at a menu and it's like I don't know what the hell that is I don't know what that is I don't know what that is and Tempe. they're like well basically that's like that's a lettuce that tastes uh, a lot like iceberg uh, and that's some tomato uh, but it's a certain kind of tomato, and that's bacon. Uh, it's like, why, why didn't you just call it a BLT? Yeah, the, <laughs> the, they've gotten really goofy about things like arugula. Everyone wants arugula well, that, on there. That's Obama's fault. Uh, and it's just like, come on, people. Just who cares what leaves are in the in the spinach? The the leaves are just a transport mechanism for salad dressing. <laughs> I fully agree. Fully agree. Like, I had a salad the other day, and I put, like, a half a pound of chicken breast, cooked it, put that on top of there, and then a fuckload of croutons. There was, The ratio of leaves, I think the only reason why I put leaves on that plate was so that I could get away with eating salad dressing, chicken, and croutons. <laughs> and, and cheese, because I also sprinkled cheese on there. It's like, I could have just had a chicken sandwich, but now I have a bunch of, like, I took a chicken sandwich and diced it up, and then I threw it on top of some leaves and drenched it in dressing, so now it's a salad. Yeah, if you ever go to a place with a salad bar, they have maybe three kinds of lettuce. You know, they'll have uh, iceberg, you know, romaine, and some sort and of spinach. other spinach. Yeah. They don't have three kinds of toppings. <laughs> they have 30, you know? Yeah, they've got sunflower seeds and bacon bits and and ham and, and eggs croutons and, yeah. and eggs and the little chow mein noodles. You're just like, man, this is this is way too much stuff. And then you know what the uh, you know what the best part of that was everything you named was not a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the organic food man. I I'm so tired of because I I like I said it's. The stuff that I do believe is organic is is basically compost, pre-compost, and the stuff that that it, that does last, I think, is just mislabeled. They put a sticker on there that says organic, and they charge you more. It's a lie. Fucking marketing. It's bullshit. Yeah, and it's it's fear based. It's fear based. It's preying on people's because you call your food organic, and it puts that question in your mind: like, is everything else I'm eating like constructed in a replicator? 
That's like I me. could, <laughs> I could see, I could see organic food being a thing in the Star Trek universe where they have a thing yeah, that can yeah. create matter out of nothing. Where they go like, oh, these are organic apples. We actually grew these on a tree, and now you can eat them, as opposed to them coming from a rep- replicator. You'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I'll try your fucking uh, land food, you <laughs> plebe on Earth. I live in space. I'm a spaceman. Um, but I don't get it in our modern world where everything's grown from seed to mouth. Morons. The, uh, the main thing I like about organic themed restaurants or whatever is it because I'm, I'm with you I, I don't really care about the the organic label i'm not afraid of gmo food mainly because uh we feed gmo food to something like seven billion people and and uh you know typically life expectancy has gotten longer and overall health has improved outside mm-hmm. of isolated pockets but um so you know i don't i don't care what i'm eating the the thing i like about uh places that focus on organic is they tend to have fresher food and they tend to uh, not because of the organic part. It, it tends to be higher quality because they, they ostensibly care about what they're cooking. Well, um, and they have less time to cook it. Right. <laughs> so you, know, because, you know, it wasn't they could literally turn to dirt at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get these bell peppers out stat before they turn to dirt. Yeah, so that's my issue, organic stuff. Um, Tim, what's your issue this week? My issue this week, here's what you I got to say get. the thing. I there know. Checks. Yeah. Um, so I, this, this was brought that's up. That's pretty in- racist, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being from Czechoslovakia. <laughs> this was brought up in the Discord the other day, and... Uh, it made me recall that I had a couple issues with this recently. So checks, uh, basically they're just an outdated hassle, you know? Yep. Yep. At most, they're a minor inconvenience and nothing is good. That is at most a minor inconvenience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So, so at best you can, you have to do the, the scanning thing with your phone, you know? Yep. Uh, and even that thing kind of sucks most of the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I just, I, I don't get it. Like having to go pick up a check sucks. Um, but that's better than the other option, which is involving the postal service. God knows they're <laughs> going to screw it up. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, I actually, I had to pick up a check two weeks ago and that was a whole deal. Human interaction, you know, with my money is not what I want. <laughs> And then you have to go to a bank. Yep. To, to deposit it. That, um, yeah, that's. It's like so many steps. It's like a, you're a trained dog performing to get your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think. Uh, uh, yeah. I think banks have the highest psi per capita ratio of of any building on <laughs> earth. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> just everybody in I line. I don't know. I, I don't know. Your personal office is getting pretty up there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Ah, oh, Maddox, you dummy. Always <laughs> makes me laugh. Oh. Yeah, I had to pick up this check. So there's a whole deal. It's like, hey, you know, I get a text. I was like, hey, your check's ready. Come pick it up. So then I was like, well, I have to go make a stop 
on my way somewhere else, go get this thing. I got to talk to the person giving me the check, um, you know, for a minute or two. And then I opened the check and, you know, this was one gig, one night, uh, you know, freelance. Yeah. And so it's, it's a hundred bucks. It's not, <laughs> you know, a monthly paycheck or anything. Yeah. I forgive, I forgive when I get paid from venues in checks for thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I, I understand you can't pull out, pull out cash for that. Or if I'm part of a crew that's getting paid, mm-hmm. so everybody's being written checks because you can't carry around ten thousand dollars to pay everybody a hundred bucks. Yeah. But when I get a check from one singular individual, it drives me crazy. Yeah. You couldn't go to the bank. <laughs> and the uh, no, I have to go to the bank. And you you notice how when you bring a check to a bank, like it doesn't matter if you're in the bank all the time. They make you feel like your check is a crime. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, he probably. Even if it's like a, like a very nicely printed one from a, you know, someplace that owes you money that's giving you money. If it's, right. you know, completely computer generated, they still look at you like, what are you trying to pull? Right. I used to, I used to um, work for this place and we got paper checks. And one time they gave me a check that had not been signed. <laughs> and I went and deposited it and paid all my bills for that month. Oh. And then I get a phone call on, so we get paid on Friday, right? I get a phone call on Monday from my bank. Um, yeah, this check's not signed, so none of this money that's been deposited in your account counts for anything. And I was, I mean, I was furious because I was going to be like way the fuck overdrawn. So even when I got that check, I was still not going to be able to afford to live for, until the next one. I was so pissed. So then from that point forward, I started going and having those checks cashed at the bank that the that the check was written from. I don't remember what the bank was, but there was one nearby. So I'd go get cash that way immediately. Like I get paid on Friday. Here's your check. It's Friday. And I'd immediately leave and go to the bank and have that turned into dollars. And they would always look at me like I was a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, why are you cashing this check? Why don't you just deposit it? Like, this is weird. Like, man, fuck you. Just give me the money. Or then they hassle you for like two hours to try and get you to open an account with a, you know, with a debit card and, and every other feature yeah. you can think of. It's like, yeah, they, they did do that. Uh, you know, you can open an account here and, blah, and the, the, you know, it'll get deposited within so many. And you can sign up for direct deposit. Like, one, the place I work for doesn't do direct deposit. I know what the concept of direct deposit is. I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot. And two... I already have a bank account. I'm coming here because they fucked up once and I will not stand because if I go have this check cashed immediately, you will tell me if it's signed or not because I can't fucking check to see if it's signed. That's not my job. Man, years ago, I worked at a Wells Fargo and I I just love the condescending approach of, did you know you can open an account here? Oh my God, I can. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Thank God. I thought I had to only deal in cashing checks at a place that thought I was a criminal. <laughs> I didn't know you could you could actually do ongoing business with this bank. <laughs> Can anybody else do that or is it just me? Oh my god. Did I like I cash enough checks that it's it's cool now, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you after cashing 15 checks, we open the option of an account to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Like a it's subway, it's like a subway punch card. <laughs> <laughs> you cash ten checks, uh, your eleventh one is free, dude. The first, 
Oh, go ahead. I you brought up Subway and man, I, I miss the Subway stamp card, like carrying all those stupid stamps around in my wallet. I think I still have some. Uh, but the other thing I missed, do you guys remember this or did it get completely uh, Morpheus affected out? Um, they used Wait, can to. I, can I guess what you're going to say before you say it? Yeah, go ahead. The Pizza Hut thing. No, 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 no. No, no the right. U cut in the subway when they used to cut the top off the bread like in a U shape and then fill it in like a boat before they started cutting them lengthwise in half. Did you guys, do you guys know about this? No, I've never eaten at Subway. I've never, you know, I never, I never saw them do that, but I do that when I make a big old sub sandwich. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's called a hoagie. Well, they, um, I don't know. They, don't they know. used to just cut out this U shaped gouge on the top of the sandwich and then they'd lay the meat across it and then they'd fill like, then they'd layer in lettuce and all your vegetables. And then uh, when Quiznos got popular, Subway switched and they, they, this is when they started toasting subs. Uh, and then they, they started cutting them just lengthwise down the side. And now when you, like you do with a regular fucking sandwich. Yeah. But now like all of your toppings kind of spill out. If you take a bite on the yeah. wrong side of your sandwich, cause they slather so much mayonnaise on the bread that it like will launch the, the toppings out of it. Um, and then, uh, and if you notice now, when you go to subway, when you get your sandwich, the meat is on top of the toppings. Ugh. Which is like that's who weird. asset backwards. That's why they're called toppings, right? They go on top of things, but now they're under the meat. So your, your top teeth go through the meat first, as opposed to like, you know, your vegetables, which are crunchy. And that's where, anyway, I hate it. Subway went from being sandwich artists to being sandwich idiots. Um, no, they've always been sandwich idiots. Well, all artists are idiots. So they've always been idiots. The, I'll take there's that. A, I'll accept that. <laughs> um, so my dad, my we, my, there's a place in in Oklahoma called Bill and Roos, which is a franchise Hell of yeah, sub man. sandwich pla- making Love places. Place. They're the best sandwich making places, but yep. they're all they're all different because they're all owned by individual proprietors. Yeah, it's really so weird. <laughs> there's like a we had a list of of hi- a hierarchy of which Bill and Roos were the best in town. <laughs> nice, right? And uh, every so often, there was one that was the best for a long time, and I, my dad and I went there for dinner or lunch one day, and we, we get our sub sandwich, and we're eating it, and I just remember him biting into his sandwich and getting really annoyed and then saying, like, these people need to go back to sandwich making school. <laughs> <laughs> so which one was your favorite? Which which one? Uh, I will not disclose that, because oh, then on, I'd man. be doxing myself. Uh, I think... No, I mean, like, was it the Greek one? Was it the Japanese one? Um, n- no. Okay. Well, no. Okay, I'll tell. I'll tell you off the episode. Okay. <laughs> um, there was one that was across the street from a Reesers, and there was one that was next to a Village Inn, and those were the top two for a long time. Okay. And you can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. So yeah, checks. I feel like the modern equivalent of the check. So there was a commercial I remember when I was a kid. I don't know if any, if you guys remember this commercial, but so it was in like a store and it was all these people and there was this this intricate ballet and they're grabbing shit off the shelves and off the racks and they're you know going going hog wild buying all this shit and and then the cashier there's like 50 people in this store which is just absurd. There's a cashier just scanning everything. Boop 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 and then they're taking their their Visa cards and they're just swiping through the machine. Boop, 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 boop. 
and everybody's buying everything they want. It's so beautiful. It's beautifully choreographed. And then uh, this old lady gets up to the front. And she's like, I'm going to write a check. And the whole dance, everybody's like, everybody collides together. It's just a huge mess. Yeah. Uh, I, I always loved that commercial as a kid. And then they introduced the chip cards in your, yeah. which is like, if that's the modern check. For a while, now everybody has them, so you're just stuck waiting forever. But when they first came out, like only half of everybody's cards had the fucking chips, and only half the chip reader works. Yep. Uh, it's, this it's, whole still, it's still pain like in that. the ass. Like, you don't know if the chip reader is going to work. Um, well, now at least stores put a little thing in there, like, swipe, please. I wish no, all no. stores did that. Because yeah. I hate the chip. Yeah. I hate it. I hate, I fucking hate the chip, too. It's a requirement from Visa to for them to use it. Otherwise, they get charged more for the transaction fee. That's why everybody's switching over. Yeah. It, it adds, like, a minute to every transaction. Of just standing there. And, and the thing is, like, insert your card, wait, wait. Holy fuck! Take it out of there! Get the, well, fuck, yep. get the fucking card! Get the fuck out of the machine! Pull the fucking card out right now! Oh my god! Shut the fuck up with the beeping, man! That's what I was going to say, is that sometimes that, that beeper is super loud, and then sometimes it's off, sometimes it's super quiet, and they have to tell you, like, okay, no, you can take it out now. Can I get, but, like, a three-second lead-up of, like very quiet beeping before you just blast my skin off with the loud beep. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, my God. I hate those things. <laughs> the only thing that's worse than it, and I don't think anybody at places even take checks anymore, but every so often, like, at the grocery store, you'll get behind a, an old lady who still wants to write a check. You're like, Jesus Christ, welcome to fucking 2018. Get a goddamn check card. Okay, It so comes right out of your <laughs> bank account. <laughs> Well, Here's the, my check story. In, in fairness, the bank hasn't told her she can open an account yet. <laughs> Here's my check story. So I was working retail last year, and uh, I'm not sure about other places, but the place I work, we didn't get checks very often. So when we did get them, there was a very good chance we had to go through like a check verification process. <laughs> yeah. So um, you have to tell the person, okay, write your driver's license thing on there, write your phone number. Um, and then we have, there's a special machine. You slide the check in there and then it slides back out printed and then you wait a minute and then your register tells you, okay, it's fine. So you, you know, you slide it in the drawer and you go on with your business, but at least 50% of the time it would say, Oh, you need to verify this check. So what you do is you, you have to get on the phone, <laughs> dial this number. Oh my god! Listen, you have to dial a number, and then a robot comes on. Is like, please, uh, you know, please name off this number. And so you have to look at the check and read off the number. And this robot was stupid. This robot was dumb as hell, <laughs> and it could not understand English, no matter who was talking to it. So you have to do that at least two or three times. And if the third time that it still didn't understand your number, it would say, "Okay, now connecting you to a real person." Oh <laughs> and so you you'd have to tell that number to another person, and they'd have to be like, you could hear them typing and doing all this, be like. Okay, yeah, we're not going to be able to verify that check for some reason or another. <laughs> and you've just wasted 10 minutes of everybody in line's time. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 
Everybody, should, everybody in line should be able to like. There should be, there should have been like a sock with some chalk in it, and everybody in line should have been able to hit that person, just wallop <laughs> them once, like spin it and just whap. <laughs> That's what you get for wasting ten minutes of our time. I uh, I used to work at Circuit City, and I had to do that all the time. <laughs> oh, Tim and I have some great stories yep. about when Circuit City went out of business. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That that place was a disaster. Um, but the, the worst, the worst thing I had to do at circuit city involving like payment was not actually, uh, related to a check. It was a card, but I got the same thing where I had to call and verify and talk Mm -hmm. to a person and I'm on the phone with this person and they said, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna approve that transaction. And actually, uh, you still have the card, sir. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm looking at it. I just read you the numbers. And they said, go ahead and just cut that up. <laughs> and I'm like uh I'm like 17, right? That's going to be the worst feeling. <laughs> and I look at the guy next to me who is a mountain of muscle. And I'm this <laughs> scrawny 17-year-old kid and I'm like I tell the person on the phone I said, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that." And they're like, "No, we need you to." I said, you come do it. <laughs> so I, I get off the phone and I look at this guy and I hand him his card and I said, they told me to cut it up, but I didn't think that was safe. <laughs> oh, man. oh boy. He was, he was pissed. I'm pretty sure he went, I'm pretty sure he went home and punched them through the phone. So uh, uh, that's, yeah. The only the only fun I ever had having to do that check verification process was when I knew from the moment I started bagging their items that they were going to do that that this was going on because the guy already had his his checkbook out and I just had that that feeling like uh this dude's writing a bad check. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so so that time I got, I I got to do it like leisurely. So when I so when I when I my first job I worked at Quick Trip and we would take checks but we had to like take their driver's license and write down uh, so much information. Yeah, yeah. We had to verify that their address was cor- was the same on That's their driver's weird. license as the check. <laughs> we had to write down their driver's license number, like all kinds of shit off of yeah. their thing. Uh, and it, in case of bad checks, like yeah, it's it's, it's such an outdated technology. You don't even need to send checks to your landlord anymore. Just fucking send him money via PayPal or Venmo or yeah, man. one of the other dozen. Like most most things, you can set up a monthly bank transfer. You can pay people through Facebook. Like it's amazing. Oh, you can. Yeah, I'm pretty sure through the Facebook chat, or they they at least had it for a while where you could just gift someone money through Facebook. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if they still have that feature actually. I probably said something that doesn't exist anymore, but they, yeah. they at least for a bit did. But yeah, like, why can't I just tweet someone 50 bucks? That'd be great. <laughs> Here you go. Just set up a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a great issue, Tim. Um, checks. God. So. And you can peg it from a mile away. You're like, I can't get behind this 86 year old woman or I will be here all day <laughs> as, as her arthritic fingers Try and write out the check for the quart of milk that she's buying. Like when I opened my first bank account, you know, when I was six, 15 or 16, like I, I got a check from my grandma or I just started a job or something. So I opened my first checking account. And when I open it, they're like, oh, you can get checks for $35, a hundred checks for $35. And I was like, uh, 
Okay. When I closed that account and had them dispose of those checks, I gave them back uh, 93 checks. <laughs> Why do checks cost $35, by the way? Like, yeah. Uh, so and I had to wait. Profit? I had to wait like a month to get them. Right. Because they do the, they, they have a hand cart deliver them from, yeah. they print them in Asia and then a guy gets his hand cart and then uh, swims across the ocean on it and then brings you your checks. Most of the checks that I used that I used out of those checkbooks were were to void them to give to an employer so that I could have direct <laughs> deposit. Uh, it's just this is the dumbest thing on earth. Um, you guys and, remember those old like um, check like I don't know like flyers or a catalog things where they'd show you like oh, here's like the one hundred oh, backgrounds yeah. you can get like this thing of Garfield on your check. My dad had my dad had Marvel superhero checks when I was a kid, or That's maybe cool. they were maybe they were DC superhero checks. They were they were really cool. Uh, yeah. So I I bought all those fucking checks, and I I disposed of them. And very rarely, I I have come across a handful of situations like paying a parking ticket or something where I need where I needed a check because they won't fucking because they'll charge you three dollars to swipe a credit card. Yeah, what? the the gov- fuck you. The government's the only people who can't figure out how to get a get a good merchant services contract. Yeah, uh, and so I just go into my bank and I'm like, yeah, I need a check. Here's my account number, and they'll just print you one check, no problem. So that's what I do now. The life hack. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Counter checks. Anyway. Life hack. Boom. So that that gets us through. Um, this episode of the Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by the Ricana News Network. Definitely not fake news. So people have been saying that my um, Ricana News Network intro is a little lackluster. And to those people, I say, suck my dick. But we are having a contest on the Discord. I have posted in a special channel called News Intro. The intro music for the Ricada News Network, and you can record yourself saying it, and I'm just going to put together a playlist of everybody saying it, and make them play randomly, and then you guys can shut up. Um, Solid if for some reason, If for some reason you need the audio from, and you're not in the Discord, send me an email or a Reddit message or something, and I'll send you a link to it. So, Tim... Do you have any news from this week? Yeah. Um, so I assume you guys have heard about the the Oregon gas pumping crisis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, worry no more because the company Pixo VR is here to help you. Um, so this company, Pixo VR, has created a virtual reality gas pumping training simulator <laughs> for Oregonians. <laughs> oh, my God. And they wrote a letter to the state of Oregon. They said, Dear Oregon, we understand you don't know how to pump your own gas and are terrified of the struggles of this new challenge. We received words of your fears, spills, smells, and potentially sudden death. And we want you to know we get it. Learning something, can be, learning, uh, learning something new can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. Um, we bring you a groundbreaking life-saving solution to your self-serve gas crisis, virtual reality gas pump training. Um, so yeah, these people have, uh, created a virtual reality app, um, to, to help Oregonians learn how to pump their own gas. 
Because God have, forbid. I have never had a full service gasoline ever. Uh, I have once. And I believe. Was it in Oregon? No, no, no. I think I told you this before. Um, my dad and I went out on a road trip to Atlanta for the weekend. Yes. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And on the way back, um, this was uh, 09, 2010, somewhere around there. So um, Google Maps wasn't kind of where it, where it is now. Yeah. So we had a uh, one of those, uh, you know, uh, GPS devices. Uh, the problem was that those things were a, r- a real pain in the ass to uh, have uh, updated. Yes. <laughs> and so we only updated ours like once, like years before that. And so I have the GPS in my hand and um, we're getting a little bit low on gas and there's not a lot of excess on the highway. So I'm looking, I'm looking and I find a place and we exit out. And we pull up, and it's not a gas station. It's like an abandoned church. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Like, oh, man. So we keep going, and I'm trying to find the next place. And um, we're going and going, and we see, like, a little, a tiny, tiny convenience store with, like, two pumps out in front. We pull up, and so this is is nowhere Mississippi, right? Yep. I can hear the deliverance banjos playing as we pull up because there are dudes in rocking chairs, wearing overalls and straw hats, spitting into a spittoon outside of the store. And the pumps are so old that the numbers are physical, like an old um, cash register. The numbers <laughs> yeah. are still physical. That's how old these pumps are. And so we, we park right next to the pump and this uh, like 14 year old little kid comes up to it. He's like, y'all need some gas. And uh, he filled up our car with gas, and we I were hope on our you're way. Good at sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was the that was the gas story. Oh man, yeah. yeah, I love that this is a problem in the first place, though. Yeah, like, did you have you guys never traveled in your whole life? I just imagine those people are they go on a road trip and they like pass into Idaho or Washington or California and they they pull up to the gas pump and they're just sitting there just staring off up in the the air, like, and then they start honking the horn. "Ah, ah, ah." Someone comes out, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why is nobody pumping my gas? Like, what the what are you talking about? Pump your own fucking gas, you idiot. And then they uh, don't, right? And then they keep yeah. driving. They're like, well, I'll just find the next place. I'll just find that. And then eventually they just run out of gas on the side of the road and a sheriff brings a, a one-gallon bucket and, and starts – or the one-gallon, uh, you know, container and then fills their gas for them. And then they're like, oh, thank God, finally someone has done this. And then they <laughs> – Then they, they, they drive 18 more miles and run out of gas again. <laughs> uh, the um – there's only one place I know of that I've ever seen that had full service gasoline. It's at 41st and Yale in Tulsa. And it's like one set of pumps is full service, but it's also a service station where you can have like your oil change and stuff. Oh yeah. That place. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, I asked my parents about it. Like, what does that mean? Full service. And, and, and my, uh, my dad explained it to me as like, Oh, that's for old ladies who don't know how to pump gas. They can still, <laughs> they can still go there and fill up their tank. And I was probably 10 and I was like, what? who doesn't know how to pump gas? <laughs> Apparently everybody in Oregon. That's- and New Jersey. New Jersey still has it. Oh, wow. I didn't even yeah, know Oregon had it before this whole thing. I was I was just aware New Jersey had it. it. I didn't know that either. It never occurred to me that there was a state which did not allow you to pump your own gas. 
Yeah, and then the also yeah, also that's the, the other thing is, is that yeah. it was a, it was a not allowed, not a not a that they shut down the self service. Is that it was against the law for people to pump their own gas? Yeah, well, the thing was, I knew New Jersey because I had heard stories of people trying to like just you know going through New Jersey and you know stopping for gas and you know going to go pump it, and everyone's just like getting pissed off at him, like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Um, Stop! Hey! <laughs> arrest! Arrest that man! Uh, He's pumping his own goddamn gas. He's stealing our jobs. I, I'm performing a menial task that can be done by literally children. That's that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. That's the other thing is that like children do this. Like I did that all yeah. the time as a kid. Like my dad was like, "Here, you hold were this." Excited about it? Yeah. Here, hold this. I'm gonna go get go get a soda from inside. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't wait to be able to pump gas when I was a kid. So messed up. But yeah, uh, anyway, that's a great news story. Well, uh this has been the Ricardo News Network. Definitely not. Go fuck yourself, everybody that complains. Uh yeah, so that handles our legal bills for this week. Um just well only the coverage well, on. of, of Nick being on the show. Uh I mean it handles yeah some of your legal bills this week. They're they're increased because we are on billable time. Yeah, we are on billable time. So, but it doesn't it doesn't help support the show. And we got some big announcements this week on Patreon.com forward slash hwidg, which stands for here's what I don't get. We have four tiers. Nick, do you know about the four tiers? Uh, I know something about the four tiers, but why don't you enlighten me about what I don't know? Okay, uh, I'll enlighten you, and this one will be a freebie. We have four tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode and our monthly mini-sodes, which will be coming out on the 30th of every month. We have the two buck cuck tier, which gets you access to the Mad Cucks content, like Mad Cucks writing, which I was going to be doing, but it has not been above freezing. Today is the first day above freezing in literally two and a half weeks. Yep, pretty much. Um, so I didn't really want to ride my bike when it was nine degrees outside, and I'm sorry about that, but I'm thinking about doing an episode of Mad Cuck Sitting, where I just go through a bunch of the topics I've been enlisted to talk about. We have the five buck tier, which gets you access to all the other tiers. Plus you get our monthly. Here's what I do get episodes on the 15th of the month. And finally we have the 10 buck tier, which gets you all the lower tiers plus a new monthly bonus episode, a commentary track selected by you, the viewers and listeners for Tim and I to watch and basically comment over. And I think the first one is going to be Hunter Prey because Tim still hasn't fucking seen it. It's been it's been eight years, Tim. It's been eight years. So for those, s- don't, so I'm not going to tell those, the story. We'll, no, no, here, we'll, but, we'll tell no, the story. I'm just we'll saying, the there's, story I'm just saying there's a the whole commentary. story behind this film. Yeah. That we'll uh, get into. God. <laughs> but you're watching it, buddy. Anyway, uh, so 10 buck tier is going to be for now movie commentaries that you get to select. Um, so it's a great way to support the show. We're ditching video because it's such a hassle. It takes like 16 hours of time to process and post these damn videos. Plus you goddamn so, people aren't watching them. So Yeah. They're not, not getting a ton of views and it makes sense because it's not a video podcast. It's a sound podcast. So, uh, it's a great way to support the show. I really appreciate everybody that's pledging to the Patreon. We hope you're looking forward to the new content that we're going to be creating. Um, I'm really looking forward to being able to, to, to do the commentaries. I think that they're going to be, uh, a good chance for you to basically get revenge on us for anything we say and do, because we are leaving the submissions 100% open to the fans. 
which could backfire incredibly. Yeah, because the week because next month is gonna be hot fuzz. <laughs> Uh yeah, everybody wants me to watch Hot Fuzz, which I hate. It's like three hours, though. It is pretty long. Yeah, long and boring. Anyway. Yeah, so patreon.com forward slash HWIDG. Four tiers, great way to support the show. And we appreciate everybody who does support it. So thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks so much. And with all of that housekeeping out of the way, it's time to get to the final issue. The issue being brought in by our very special guest, Mr. Ikeda. What do you not get this week? Here is what I don't get. Taxes and fees for the right to own things that I already own. Like property taxes, automobile registration taxes or fees. Uh, You know, they sometimes call them fees. So you don't remember that you're paying taxes. But I I already, you know, I, I bought my house from the previous owner. Why do I have to pay you to live on it? Um, yeah, well, it, it, it doesn't make sense if you want to, uh, you know, if you want me to pay for, you know, some sort of service like fire firefighting services or something, have me pay for those in some way. But I don't see what uh, relation the value of my property has to whether a fireman can come out like it. It, it just none of that makes sense. Uh, why, why am I paying to use my car on the road when I already pay taxes every time I pump my own gas because I'm not in flipping Oregon? Uh, why do I have to pay more? That's that's what that tax is for. That's that's the whole road and, and transportation tax is the tax that they put on gasoline. So why do I have to pay to use something I already own? And if I don't pay, then I have to pay the court. Because, you know, they, they came up with this arbitrary rule where I have to pay them to record the information. Yes. I, I hate it. The, the the car licensing is especially obnoxious because, at least in Oklahoma, we used to have uh, yearly inspections. Yeah. Like you had to get your car inspected. And then they did away with that, like, long before I ever got a driver's license. And they could withhold your uh, registration if your car didn't pass inspection, it was yep. a way to like keep cars safe, I guess. Yeah, because uh, because but, the random guy at the mechanic shop that does the inspection is is ensuring safety when he seriously just sits there and and does like a he like looks at your car and then goes and reads a magazine for twenty minutes. Yeah, and checks a bunch of checks check offs in the box. Like, oh, uh, may need looking at your tire your um, tire tread. who cares thank you yes it it may Uh, i i was glad that they were gone because one of my first cars the muffler fell off (laughs) (laughs) um one day while i was driving and i was like huh it's a really good thing that i don't have to pass inspection but it was a four-cylinder car so even with the muffler off couldn't really tell oh really i uh yeah i used to have a ford escort um, that was, you know, obviously four cylinders, although I think it, it was three at the time. Cause one of them fell out. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I cracked the muffler, um, because road maintenance was done so well with my taxes that there was a giant bump in the road that actually cracked the muffler off of my, uh, on my car. And then I upgraded from a three cylinder to an eight cylinder with that one. Cause it, it was so flipping loud. You couldn't couldn't do anything. It was, it was great. Yeah. It was great. So I pull up yeah. next to people in this little mint green Ford Escort and then rev the engine. is like, Vroom! oh, it was, it was beautiful. And then, of course, I went eight miles an hour. Um, 
right off that starting line. And, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the grandma behind you's like, eh, eh, get the hell out of my way. Got shit to do. Uh, uh but- I also, companies will do this too. Like your cell phone company or your cable company will charge you like an equipment fee. Or the the for shit. the line fee by the, the big cell phone carriers. That pisses me off. Yes. Like, oh, Verizon has this uh, uh, unlimited calling and data for $30. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Uh, plus a $10 line fee. Like, well, yep. what the hell is a $10 line fee for? Why isn't that just part of the, the package that it's, you pay for already? It's forty dollars a month then, yeah. Because I have a I have a ten dollar smartphone fee for owning a smartphone. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this is these are literally the only phones anybody has. Right, <laughs> you can still opt just fucking for the foot add phone. it to the cost of the thing, <laughs> jackass. And if because if I didn't have a smartphone, I wouldn't need the fucking data plan. That's what is paying for me having. I have to have the fucking yeah. data plan because you won't give me a non data plan since I have a smartphone. Yep. Sons of bitches. Right. And I hate and the cable company does that. They tried to fucking charge me an equipment fee. It's like everything inside the wall of my house belongs to me. I provided all of it. You sons of bitches. What uh so they try to charge you an equipment fee for what? Like your own router and stuff? For my own modem and router, yeah. God, it's ridiculous. They're like, oh, we must have had it down wrong, is that you ordered a modem. Like, no, I didn't. Because the modem you give me fucking sucks, it sucks. every yeah. time. Just I have garbage. a, I have a, I, I think my, my modem is like a one gig modem or something, one gigabit modem and I don't have gigabit service. So, you know, I think I only have 150 megabytes a, a second, but I have a gigabit modem so that I get that full 150 megabit. Otherwise they'll give you a 150 megabit router yeah. or one and, and then or modem and that modem fucking chokes up and you don't you only get a hundred sons yeah. of bitches anyway yeah yeah it's it's fucking scamming you out of money i hate all taxes i especially hate the income tax like oh you have to pay money for earning money yeah right uh so taxes you know in theory you can have logical taxes right like the government helped facilitate this transaction in some way uh, so we, we should tax it. For example, like, uh, if you want to justify a sales tax, you'd say, well, the, the government is enforcing this contract. If something goes wrong, that's the whole purpose of the sales tax. Okay. But, but what's, what's the government facilitating on an income tax? Like they didn't, yeah. they, they didn't have anything to do with it. And they certainly didn't have a percentage based thing to do with it. If I make a hundred thousand dollars or if I make a thousand dollars, they have the same level of, of involvement they it, it doesn't scale um yeah I, I, the the income it, it might as well just be a life tax because i'm fine with the sales tax <laughs> on certain things like i don't think we should charge sales tax on food sure uh because food is a necessity for life and you know even though it's only eight percent or whatever nine percent whatever it is in in your locality like that's nine cents on the dollar that could pay for more food. Right. But you should be charging sales taxes on things like Xboxes, which are not a necessity for life. I mean, I know some people who, who need theirs, but, but no, I generally, I agree with you, but uh, yeah, I, I actually think um, that that's the most effective tax plan we can come up with is a strictly sales tax based plan. 
and get rid of income tax? Because what about uh, what about people who don't have taxable income, but they have just a ton of money coming in? It's like, are they are they exempt from taxes because it's not this certain classification of income that doesn't make sense in a society? And, and of course, we see that. And that I'm not bad mouthing CEOs for doing this. I'm I'm so capitalist that it's dumb. But uh, we see capitalists take or we see CEOs taking like uh, very little to no income, but um, accepting other forms of compensation to avoid uh, paying these paying the taxes. Right. And it. it, Yeah. Like Steve Jobs got paid from Apple a dollar a year. Right. But Apple owned his multimillion dollar home and a fleet of cars and like. Everything about his life was owned by the company, which pays less because it's a corporate tax and he pays nothing. And then, but he also got like stock options and and shit. So he had fluid cash to spend on stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't income. And, and the the same thing, you know, Warren Buffett came out, uh, during the whole tax debate, um, several years ago and talked about how his, his effective tax rate was like 14%. It's like, well, yeah, but that's because almost everything you earn is capital gains. It's a gains tax, which is a different tax rate. I pay, I pay less taxes than my secretary and that that's not, shouldn't be allowed. Like, you know, Warren, you could just pay more taxes, right? (laughs) They're not going to send the money back to you. Actually with fucking, with our government, I kind of wonder, I think they might just because it would cost more. For them to send money back, yeah. it would be it would be increased waste. <laughs> like even if you included a letter, like I, I actually want to donate extra money to the government, they'd probably send it back and be like, "Well, we're not really sure if we're allowed to accept this." <laughs> Please have your tax attorney uh, send a written memorandum along and with. And then they'll <laughs> send you, and then they'll send you a ten ninety nine for sending that money back to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, I got 1099 for me trying to donate money to the government. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to need half that money back since you earned it from get, Yeah, and so the argument against against things like income taxes and property taxes is that a sales tax is a regressive tax and that it it affects the poor more than it affects like a rich person. Like a person with $10 who has to who's buying an $8 thing pays $9 with the sales tax, but a person, you know, and that that affects someone who only has ten dollars more than it would someone who has a thousand dollars. So, what do you say about that? I mean, if if only there were a way we could exempt, um, you know, I don't know the first X amount of dollars. If if only there were some system that maybe like where we could easily track payments. Like if the, if there was some technology out there that allowed us to easily track large amounts of data. Uh, some, yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy. Someday we'll, in, yeah, we'll I, invent that. It's just that. not possible. Or, or like you said, if, if, if only we could exempt food. Like, it, geez, if only we were writing the rules uh, of our society, we could, we could maybe come up with a solution uh, for these arbitrary straw men. But yeah, yeah. It, I mean, if it's a regressive tax, then yeah, exempt tax on food. Or, um, you know, provide some sort of... Uh, tax credit program attached to your bank account where the first X amount of dollars in taxes that you pay uh, on something just goes away. Uh, it, it's it's grace period for everybody for for $15,000 of spending a year. I don't know. I mean, there are yeah. any number of solutions to this issue. Um, but here, well, here's the I, other thing. It's it, I know people call it a regressive tax, but it's not actually a regressive tax. It's a, it's a, it's the most fair tax because it puts the taxpayer 
100% in charge of how much taxes how much they, they pay. pay, right? Like if, okay, yeah. if you don't want to pay tax on bread, then get a few grains of wheat <laughs> and then mm-hmm. plant wheat and harvest it and mill it and then don't pay taxes at all uh, or accept however you acquired the bread or uh, or acquired the initial seeds for the wheat. And, and I know that's extreme, but like let's – Let's allow people the full flexibility to be as tax free as they want or buy Panburger Partner instead of Hamburger Helper and reduce your taxable expenditures. Um, but as long as it's applied evenly, then we just come up with the number that's correct. Uh, but yeah. but I'm not I'm not opposed to uh, the idea of of coming up with some sort of scheme to help um you know, people pay for the basic necessities without being taxed on it. Uh, but when you get down to it, like I think our in in America, our our necessity spending is the lowest of any civilization in history, and it's something like six percent of our income yeah. goes to food. Uh, so it's like okay, well, if you're paying twenty percent on the six percent, I mean, giving a break on that six percent doesn't bother me. But uh, I, I think it's an overinflated um, issue that that isn't really supported by data as to how bad that would actually be. But you know that how much it affect people. That's me. Yeah. But I, I and I think the best argument for this is this is how it started, right? This is how our country started. the The income tax had to be passed by constitutional amendment because our constitution actually 100 says years ago, right? Because our constitution actually says don't do this. No, no capitation tax. So no, it was, it's, it's not like it was the literal reason for, a, for a war or anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's not like they, and, and the thing was when they passed that tax, they were going to put in the, in the amendment, what the percentages were going to be. But then they got talked out of not doing that because it was like, Oh no, we shouldn't do that because we may get rid of it once this war is over. Right. And it was going to be like the highest earners, like the top 10% will pay 2% of their earnings. And then the middle 50% will pay 1% of their earnings. And then everybody below 30% will pay nothing. And then, you know, three years later, the top 1% of earners were paying like 70% of their earnings <laughs> yeah. to fund this fucking war. <laughs> and, you know, they'll, they'll never pay it back. In, in Oklahoma, they changed the rules. So it used to be if you bought it. So if you bought a car, uh, you paid an excise tax on whatever the cost of the car was. So if you pay $100 for a car, then you pay, you know, whatever the excise tax percentage is. But then they changed it because people were selling more used cars yep. for less or undervaluing what they sold the car for. So they changed the excise tax to be the blue book value of the car, the yep. estimated blue book value of the car. So basically, like, you know, so for instance, my truck I bought for $600, but it was valued at 15 paid a lot more fucking excise tax. I paid twice the amount of excise tax that I should have. Sure. Yep. Sons of bitches. When that when I bought my that, that was many years. I think I actually bought that truck before they changed that law. But my, my the car that I bought, we paid we paid right at the blue book, so the, the excise tax was different. Well, and I haven't even talked about the most egregious of the the fees for things that you all that you're gonna do. Like or fees for things you already own or fees for things that, that's gonna happen is the uh the estate tax, right? Where where the government has Good. decided that you die. So then they should tax you because you had the audacity to not live anymore. 
How um, dare you, sir? <laughs> I hate the estate tax because it's taxing on money that was already taxed. Right. It's double dipping and the, because you're dead. And the only way they can get away with it is just by justifying it. Well, it, it's only going to happen to these people. It's like, well, you know, like that. That's not been a good basis for other laws. Like slavery was only going to happen to some people. But uh, yeah. <laughs> except you know what happens to everyone? Death. Right. <laughs> But uh, but they well, well only if you have ten million dollars like I don't I don't care if it's yeah. two hundred and fifty million dollars is the cap on on the estate tax it doesn't change the morality of taking money away from people who have died for them dying and like you said that money has already been taxed and if it's not if it hasn't already been taxed uh, typically it's going to be taxed as some sort of income to the person who receives it next mm-hmm. um, yeah. Because that's the other half of it is that when you get it, then you're taxed for income based on someone else dying. It's like, man, you guys just getting fucking money out of every step of this equation. The person earned it. The person died. And you took your cut. I get it. Now you're taking your cut. Yeah. Fuck you, government. And that, that's that been my biggest uh, disappointment about this recent tax bill is initially they had a, a phase out plan of the estate tax, which I thought was good. But then instead they just doubled the exemption for like the next five years. It's like, oh, oh, OK. So you great. You didn't address the underlying immorality of taking money from someone for dying. And did the state facilitate in that death? Because, again, (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah, they taxed you until you didn't want to live anymore. You're welcome. uh, I just I, I, I hate it. I hate how we justify taking money from people. It's like there there are other systems, uh, you know, and I'm not advocating his channel, but like uh, Stefan Molyneux had a he had a discussion once about ancient Rome and and. Let me be clear. That guy has a lot of problems with some of his arguments, but some of the stuff he says is pretty, uh, pretty good. Like, like anybody, right? Uh, some, yeah. some stuff he says is good and everything else is stupid. But um, he was talking about uh, ancient Rome and how the entire Roman Empire was funded by, I think, a 2% tax on Roman citizens. And when you consider like what the entire Roman Empire meant when it stretched across all of Europe uh, and, and then through most of the Middle East and that had a roadway that was paved for the entirety of that, you know, empire and this large aqueduct system and a huge system of public Roads works that still exist. And, and the first standing are one of the first, uh, statewide standing armies, um, of any empire ever, uh, of, of professional soldiers all funded by like a 2% tax only on the citizenry. And then considering that the majority of the Roman empire wasn't, wasn't Roman, weren't Roman citizens, right? They were, they were subject to Rome, but they were not actual citizens and they didn't have voting rights and stuff like that. So only the 2% of the small percentage of people and it funded the entire thing. And now we're, we're at this thing where effective tax rates um, on the average person are between 15 and 28%. And we can't, we can't manage to fund uh, an empire that is not expanding and hasn't really expanded in, in something like uh 50 years. 50 years. Right. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. I don't know. Pisses me off. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. I, uh, I got it. That's a great issue. I got to agree with you. Thanks. <clears throat> yeah. Um, man, people taking money for shit that you already own. Except we can't say it that way. Cause iTunes subscriptions don't like curse words. <laughs> <laughs> people, people taking money for stuff that we, we already own. 
Yeah, I guess uh, that that'll work. I, it, I I added the shit. I'm a I I've got a big cursing problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. it it does increase uh, what I bill you. By the way, I do have a cursing uh, excise fee. Um, okay, good. And also, good. Uh, we're introducing a new federal curse tax. So uh, I have a I have an apostrophe. <laughs> don't uh, don't tell Landau that that dude will <laughs> be immediately broke. Oh, boy. Anyway, all right. Well, that was a that was a great issue, and that about does it for this episode. Of Here's what I don't get. So, thanks thanks for coming into the show, Nick. We really appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely, man. Lots of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for all of your videos. Everybody, go check out his his Patreon at patreon.com forward slash law explaining. Yep. Like mansplaining, but about the law. And uh, and check out his videos on YouTube. They're a lot of fun. If you're even if you're only you only have a passing interest in the Dick Masterson Maddox universe, they are interesting. I my favorite video that you've done so far is that I've seen because I think there's still a couple that I haven't seen. Is was your your breakdown of the Wichita shooting? Yes, that that was. Uh I love and hate the the Wichita, and then I did one on Daniel Shaver as well from uh, Arizona. He's the guy who was shot in the La Quinta by, yeah, by police. Yeah, I, I got into an argument with someone on Reddit about that uh, because, you know, I said the cop was an asshole, and there was because he was like, yeah, the guy the guy I was arguing with on Reddit was like, yeah, I just got to start with the LEO, uh, the LEO on this one, law enforcement officer. And I was like, well, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> he, he fucking executed. He executed. He's like a man after shouting at him. The guy was fucking crying, saying he didn't want to die. Right. And then he, he's like, cross your legs and crawl towards me. Right. And he's like, if you can't. And the guy that I was arguing was like, if you can't cross your legs and crawl at the same time, then you just, you're just an idiot. No, no. Nobody can fucking crawl with their fucking legs crossed. It's not a natural thing to do. There's no reason why the fucking. There were, there were so many things the cop could have done to prevent that situation from happening. Yeah, there's. But he didn't because he was a piece of shit. There's six cops in that hallway, right? There's six cops. So you've got two perpetrators or, or two uh, suspects or whatever laying prone on the ground. You have six police officers. One of them has an assault rifle. The rest presumably have pistols and you can't manage to, to get those people without having them crawl towards you down a hallway. Like what's, what's the whole purpose of that? Why don't you just uh, have the five other people provide cover while one cop goes and cuffs both of them? Like, well, the, the argument that they said was that there was an open door right there. And so there could have been an ambush inside the, the hotel room was like, then have him fucking turn around, interlace his fingers behind his head, and walk backwards toward towards well, you. Well, and if have him stop, have him stop two feet away from you, and then put his, handcuff him and leave him in the fucking hallway. Yep. Or or if if, <laughs> if only there were spare officers to clear a hotel room the size of a bathroom because it's a flipping La Quinta. Like what? How hard is it to clear, um, you know, a, a 200 square foot room that is completely open with almost no walls when you've got six officers send two into the open room? Yeah, uh, you, it, it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, but uh, your takedown, of, your takedown of those situations, it was very well said and it articulated uh what the way that I it helped articulate the way that I felt about the situation in a way that wasn't just shouting at somebody. Right. <laughs> and and that's that's actually what what I was initially saying is I love and hate doing those videos 
because, um, you know, it's an opportunity to like look at and examine these things without the specter of race, without the the specter of all these other social uh, constructs that like to get thrown into the fact that someone just got shot by the state. Um, yeah. But but I hate doing them as well because someone just got shot by the state <laughs> like, and they they didn't have the opportunity to say, yeah, I had these two pellet guns and I was drinking and I'm sorry uh, if they even pointed them out the window. You know, we don't. We, we don't actually know that they did that. We just have the allegation. And then the guy in Wichita, yeah. uh, I mean, that news story is so, so poorly reported, mostly because of the statements by the chief of police where he says uh, that the guy came to the door. And the whole implication when you read the statement from the chief of police is that there's an officer on the porch with this guy and the guy answers the door and then the guy reaches for his waistband. The officer responds. But they hadn't even gotten to the door yet. Like there's no officer at the door. The, the guy had come out to check out why there's all these flashing police car lights outside. Um, (laughs) The closest officer is the guy in with the body cam footage. Who's across the street. He's like 50 yards away. So that's, that's the danger these police officers were in is that a guy came out of his house randomly when they've got all of their flashers on responding to a hostage situation, by the way, like coming in hot, <laughs> if the guy's going to, yeah. going to shoot hostages when the police show up, uh, you just gave him a reason to, um, but yeah, so this guy comes out, he's like, what's going on? And then suddenly he's being screamed at. And then he's shot when, when he follows the instructions and they say, show me your hands. And then uh, he he does that. And then they say, walk forward. So he puts his hands down and starts walking forward because he didn't do anything wrong. So he doesn't know why his hands are up in the first place. Uh, and then they shoot him. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man, that this type of stuff pisses me off. And then, of course, on, on New Year's Day, someone was shot uh, in Georgia. They were inside their own home. And the police officer outside the home was so threatened that he shot through the window and killed this person. Um, like awesome. A 65 year old Navy veteran uh, with a, with a giant Trump shirt. So probably anti-police, you know, cause he fits that profile. Um, yeah. Probably a racist. So he probably deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're responding to a call of a woman with a gun uh, threatening to kill herself <laughs> and child. So even more likely that this guy who's a 65 year old man was, was, uh, was not a woman right with a child. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But great job, everybody. A plus. Yeah. So um check out Nick's Nick's stuff. It's pretty great. And yeah. Um this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. And I'm Nick Riceda. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. If you want to call into the Here's I Don't Get hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Nick, you want to hang out for some voicemails? You got to go. Um, I can hang out for a bit. All right. Yeah, we've only we've only got a couple here. Um, this one, here's one from uh, Pat. Brings uh, some nostalgia to your Uncle Buck on the voicemail machine. Here, it's uh, Manon Pat uh, saying, uh, hey, happy new year, guys. I'm fucking sick like a dog. Got a fucking cold. First cold of the year. Of the year. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm calling because, uh, hey, you're lucky, Tad. Um, here's what I don't get. Fucking has on uh, Facebook videos that start like 10 seconds, 
Like, even before you get to the point why there is a fucking video appearing on your wall on Facebook, there's a fucking ad lasting for, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds. You you didn't have the time to get into the subject of the video. So all that just makes me think, hey, I don't want any video on Facebook because, hey, at least while you're watching your fucking video on TV, well, you know that at least, like, at some time there's going to be a cliffhanger and uh, some development, and then, you know, it's going to a ad, uh, an ad. And now it's just random anywhere. You get fucking ads all the time. Uh, you're fu- you're lucky to, have to not be on Facebook because uh, if I had the choice, I wouldn't be either. Anyway, hey, thanks. Have a good uh, week. Bye. Yeah. The Facebook video, if you just go into your settings, you can turn off the autoplay of videos, and Facebook stops serving you the the video ads. <laughs> Auto Autoplay ads on videos you can't even see on your screen are the worst. CNN, like news sites will do this, where they'll it'll load a video or some somewhere on the page, and mm-hmm. it'll be like, you'll start reading the article and be like, hey, everybody, buy this stupid thing. You're like, where the fuck? Ah, fuck it. Close the article. Fuck you. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I- yeah hate that and the other thing i hate is that your brow like if you could mute individual tabs on your browser that would be just beautiful can i do that please just right click on the tab and have a mute button because oh that's a great idea why is it so freaking loud to have the the autoplay ads and videos and because yeah if you and i hate the ones that wait like two minutes to start Cause you click on the thing and like, maybe you switch to another tab cause you're going to look at, uh, or you like skim the news story and then you're gonna look at something else. And then suddenly it starts blaring an ad out and it's like, Oh my God. Oh, oh <laughs> I hate or it. If, or if you're like me, like I'll open news, I'll open an article in a new tab and then I'll keep scrolling and be like, okay, I'll read that one, open a new tab. And then all of a sudden one of these tabs has a video that's loaded and started to play about like Accutane or uh, some other fucking proactive solution or uh, just some obnoxious product, um, the iPhone X. And now I've got to figure out which, like now there's the little icon at the top of, a, of something playing. It's like, don't fucking load your ad. I don't want your ad. And now I don't want your content. Yeah. Sons of bitches. And now we, uh, we got one more from our favorite guest, Sage. Hey guys, it's Sage. <laughs> So here's what I don't get. Being sick for way too fucking long. I've been sick for over a fucking week now. And for the first five days, I was so sick, I was sleeping like 11 plus hours, eating, working for 10 plus hours, uh, eating, then repeat. And it's like if our bodies insist on being sick for more than five days, we need to just fucking die. Like, <laughs> just fucking kill me if I'm going to need to sleep literally three days out of a week. Holy shit, this is fucking stupid. All right, talk to you guys later. Oh, man. Yeah, sounds like everybody's getting sick. Yep. Uh, being sick really sucks. I got I to gotta agree with that. I remember one year I got sick during the summer, and having a fever during the summer is worse than death. Uh, yeah. Especially here. Yeah, especially in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was miserable. I remember I got so loopy that I started hallucinating, and I was just laying in bed completely naked, like spread out like a starfish, so no part of me was touching any other part of me because I was just drenched in sweat. 
Uh, it was, it was, it only lasted a couple of days though. Fortunately, I can't imagine that lasting for you know five or six days. I probably would have killed myself. Oh boy! All right. Um, well, that's it for voicemails. And to close out this show, uh, Pat sent me a a. He took my rant from last week about mansplaining uh-huh. and turned it into a um, heavy metal song. Nice, <laughs> great. Nice. So to play out the episode, this is a. Uh, it's called "Piss Pissantry: The Ballad of Tabbert Mansplain." Hold on mansplaining yeah uh yeah so thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next week call into the voicemail tell us about uh the taxes that you hate and until next time i'm tab burt i'm tim the handlebreaker and i'm nick ricada thanks for listening everybody It's not mansplaining. They're just explaining something to you. The fact that they have a penis is completely irrelevant to the matter. This word pisses me off and grinds my fucking gears when I hear someone use it, like, not ironically. This is all because I was at gathering and someone used that word unironically to explain a professor of a class. A professor! A person is being paid to teach you! As a mansplainer, he's fucking teaching you things. It took every bit of self-control because I had some drinks to not just like grab that person by the fucking head and just shout all of that right in their face, two inches away. Like, I'm gonna fucking mansplain this to you right now, you dumb fucking bitch. He's not mansplaining. He's a professor taking you to class. He's trying to teach you something because you're paying him to teach you things. in a class. He's teaching you, you dumb fucking whore. You fucking moron. You fucking psychopath. If a woman told you these fucking things, you just go, oh, thanks for telling me. You're letting me learn. Giving me more knowledge. But a man fucking says it. It has to be sexist. You fucking idiot. Like, I just want to fucking take when someone says that, take them aside and just smash their fucking head into the table until they're dead. There's some fucking mansplaining for you. It's not mansplaining. It's just fucking passing on information. The guy wants to tell you something so you're not as much of a fucking idiot. It's still just explanation. And explaining something to somebody is not a fucking crime. It's not a thought crime. It's not, it shouldn't be wrong. We should want to be fucking explained to. Whenever I fuck something up, I would love someone to come by and be like, oh, hey, here's what you did wrong. And then explain to me my error or explain to me how the fucking process works because I want to learn. I don't give a shit what their fucking genitals are in their pants or whether or not they have a condescending fucking tone. Stop mansplaining. It's just fucking passing on information. The guy wants to tell you something so you're not as much of a fucking idiot. Get out the goddamn door! Ah, oh, 
It's so stupid. It's such a stupid fucking dismissive attitude towards new fucking information. Like, everything has to come to you through your fucking liberal studies woman's degree, women's studies fucking degree. They explain to you by a goddamn woman. Because God for fucking bid, a man has an idea that you didn't fucking have first. Shut up. You're fucking... You suck. Everybody hates you. There's some fucking mansplaining for you. It's not mansplaining. It's just fucking passing on information. The guy wants to tell you something so you're not as much of a fucking idiot. 